effect on, the boss effect on. Welcome to the Boss Effect Podcast, the podcast that helps you comfortably rock in life and business. The show where you learn what it takes to be your own boss, your one-stop shop for tips, tools, and resources, your sweet spot for digital online business startup. When you are looking for your next step in life and business, we've got you covered where emerging entrepreneurs come to level up their game. With your hosts, powerhouse performance couple, expert leaders, Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. Carolyn Keel, a learning design manager at a Fortune 500 company. Carolyn is also the host of the Beyond Six Seconds podcast, where she has interviewed more than 120 entrepreneurs, CEOs, and media personalities about how they've overcome obstacles to build their careers and achieve their goals. Welcome to the Boss Effect podcast, Carolyn. We're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much, Queen Kimmy, for having me on the show. Really excited to be here. Yes. So, Carolyn, you host the Beyond Six Seconds podcast. Tell us about that. Um, It is basically something that I started to get to know people a little bit better and get to understand their stories and give them a longer platform than those that six second first impression that we tend to get from people, whether we're just seeing like things go by on social media or those carefully curated posts about people's stories or even just, you know, passing people in the hallway, maybe people we talk to every day and we never really get to know what their backstory is. So I started this just to give people a little bit more of a platform to share what they're passionate about, big obstacles that they've overcome, change they've made in their careers or in their lives and I've met just uh, so many incredible people and had the honor of sharing so many wonderful stories. On the Boss Effect podcast it's for bold outspoken soulful storytellers and it highlights people who have been through something and are showing up in their life and business. So with that being said they use their story in their business and, and just you know kind of motivate people. So what makes you a boss? Well, I am very happy to be a boss and happy to be a boss on your show and have the opportunity to share. For me, it is just my, you know, my, I feel like my creativity and my openness really help make me a boss. So I have been in situations throughout my career where I've had to make big pivots. I've had big career goals that I wanted to achieve. So you mentioned that I am a learning design manager. That was something that I changed my career towards about seven or eight years ago, which uh, took quite a lot of effort. It really took me outside of my comfort zone where I had to learn to network and uh, and plug myself and share my own stories and my achievements with, in some cases, strangers, So, which was not immediately comfortable for me at that time, but it was something that I knew I had to do if I wanted to reach the goals that I wanted to reach. And with the podcast, I felt that that would be an opportunity for me to help showcase other people who maybe weren't as comfortable sharing their stories at first or just were so busy doing the actual work that they didn't have time to go out and tell everybody about all the amazing things that they were doing. So I feel like having a creative way to think of how to evolve my own story and how to support other people in telling theirs and then just being flexible to pivot is, uh, as things change to keep moving towards our goals. I love that. So I like to play it. I don't like to be so professional and y'all stuffy. And I'm like, uh, and I always like to know, like, that sounds amazing. But what was happening in your life when you decided, boom, this is the pivot. This is the shift that I'm going to make. Like so many people are on the fence. And I know for me, I was one of those people because when I retired from the military, I was like, 
oh my god what do i do now yeah I mean, it is, you know, to your point, it, a lot of times when we tell these stories and we look back, it's like, oh, of course, because everything, you know, we got to where we are, we're in a good place. And you look back, it's like, oh, I made it. And isn't that wonderful? But at the time where I was, we'll say when I wanted to make that big career pivot about eight years ago, I was working in a different role. You know, I kind of graduated from college, entered the corporate working world, worked for a really great company for many, many years. And kind of climbing the corporate ladder, which is what I thought I was supposed to do. I'm like, hey, this is great. I'm just trying different things. I never really had a defined thought of, you know, what kind of career I wanted. I just figured, you know, I'll just keep getting promoted and that's like what I'm supposed to do. I don't know. So after a couple of years of that, I wound up, you know, I did some amazing work, really interesting things, but I wound up in a role that was sort of the, the highest ranking role, I guess, at, at that company that I had at the time, but it was doing a lot of work that just wasn't a good fit for my skills. It was a lot of sort of data analysis and it, which, you know, I love technology, but I didn't want to just focus on, you know, data and mapping and all of that for my entire career. And at that point I could see if I stayed in this role, that's where I'd be going. I'd be going in that sort of more analytical direction. And meanwhile, in previous roles I had had, there was always an element of training and communication. So we would build a new process or put in a new tool. And then we would have to teach employees, well, you know, this is what it means. This is how it impacts the job that you're doing. Here's how to use this. And that all involved, you know, communications, whether it's writing, presentations, or, or training, whether it's online training, facilitated classes. And I loved that stuff. So when I kind of saw my career going in a direction of, no, we just kind of need a, a business analyst. And, you know, we think you're great at it, but at the same time, understand, you know, you have other goals. I had to make a really difficult decision to basically leave the company that I've been with for most of my entire working life at the time and sort of go out to, you know, really, I say, follow where I wanted my career to go. And there was a lot of work that happened before that decision point. I was already trying to network. I was trying to get more experience in communications and training. Um, you know, I, I went back to grad school while I was working there to try to get a degree, my master's degree in industrial organizational psychology to kind of move me in that direction. So, but, but it was a lot of years of frustration because I would be applying for jobs within the company. I would be networking and, and talking with people and trying to share, you know, how I would be a great role and, and also learn more about people's roles and just kind of understand what options there were for me. And, you know, I got really close a couple times with moving within the company, but then it just didn't, you know, for many reasons, it just didn't work out. So um, I think probably a lot of people can relate, especially now with how challenging it is to find work and change careers and, and such. So um, it was many years of just really trying to stay focused and learn. And eventually I did have to make that decision, but I was very lucky. I wound up in a role, it was a contract role, which was very different than the work I had done before, but it was with a fantastic company. It was doing um, training. I was coordinating a lot of different training programs. So my first real training role that I wanted, and it was a springboard for me to continue moving through a couple of other roles that were focused on training and communications. And eventually over the years got me to where I am today. So it was a long journey, but uh, I'm definitely happy that I went through it. And I'm happy to share my experience on your show with anyone who kind of feels like they're stuck or they're really struggling. And um, I, I have to say you, it's not unusual to feel that way, but there is success is still absolutely possible if you just uh, stay the course and keep learning. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. I mean, 
you basically answered the question that I was going to ask you. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what advice would you give that listener who's on the fence of moving forward in their life right now? And, and I think that and was I definitely think, answer that was covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely covered. Thank you for that. You know, because I was just talking to someone. It's amazing that you said it because we have these jobs and we have these things and with everything going on around you, it's like, I'm so grateful to be in this place. I'm so grateful for this. But at the same time, I can't complain about not being happy or not feeling my sole purpose because so many people around me don't have these opportunities. So I just suck it up and I just keep moving. I keep going. And at the same time, my soul, my passions are on the back burner. They're on the sideline. And I'm looking at them like, oh, I'm going to get to you later. I'm going to get to you later, and I keep giving everything I have to a company, but my deep desire is to be free to do what I want to do, to follow the own, the curiosity of my own life. And I think that's a big part of how you show up, following curiosity. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And for me, I had so much to learn when I started this journey, is because learning and development, which is the name of the overall field that I work in, is so diverse in terms of the different types of jobs and roles. So, you know, you might think of learning, it's like, oh, I think of the person who's teaching an in-person class. Well, that is one type of role. But then there's the role I'm in now, which is the person designing the training materials. There's people who work on like e-learning, like the online courses that you take, um, you know, on, on LinkedIn Learning or Coursera or wherever. There's That's a separate role that builds that. There's people who look at analytics behind the scenes to understand how you know, is the training actually achieving the goals that it's it's laid out to? There's leadership training and there's all, it's a huge, huge, a huge field. So it's important to stay curious and really understand, well, which of those areas do you want to focus in? Because it's too hard to focus on everything that will, that will burn you out pretty quickly and it will just dilute your value. You will definitely, as you learn, understand more about what what you like to do, what your strengths are, where your passions lie, and then try to line them up and say, well, then based on that, I would like to go into um, instructional design, or I really want to be someone who's teaching those classes live and, and whatever that may be. Okay, great. Uh, Carolyn, when you pivoted, who were your greatest supporters in that time in your life? Like family and friends, who were there for you and who, who helped you out along the way? I mean, I did have some good mentors um, at work. I had one mentor who actually encouraged me to go back to school and help me find, uh, we, I remember sitting down and looking at different online schools or we were searching online and I actually found one that was a hybrid. So there was some, per, there was some in-person classes where I live in New Jersey and also some online work and it was built for professionals who were working at the same time as they were going to school. So. I don't think I would have gone back to school and and gotten that degree if it wasn't for my mentor at the company at the time. And then when actually when I was in my grad school program, that took about two and a half years of part time um, going to school, and it bridged over a very critical part of my my career at that time, because I started at the company where I had worked for all those years and years. I wound up leaving. I kept at it through the contract role that was for a year. Then I went to another company and worked there. So I was in that, I went through three different companies while I was in the program. So the other students and the professors there um, who were all working professionals or consultants were really critical to supporting me uh, through that. And just, you know, some of it's a sanity check about, you know, 
what's going on in your workplace and how do you apply these things that we're learning in class to what we're doing there and what's it like at your company and, and how are, what's, what's their hiring situation like what kind of roles do they have as well so they were a big support to me too. I love that. So would you say you found your true passion? I am definitely very passionate about what I'm doing now. I'm always looking to the future because I, I know I have I have many, many years ahead of me in the working world. <laughs> I'm quite sure. So I'm, you know, I'm always looking to see, you know, what, how else I can expand the value that I create for my company and out in the world. Um, but I absolutely love what I'm doing. Um, I'm sure that I, I have other passions that I try to exercise in separate ways, whether through hobbies, like my podcast or through singing, which I, I do some singing in an acapella group as well on and off. And, um, but in terms of the work, I, I'm very passionate about what I do and, um, yeah, just excited to continue to keep doing that. Awesome. awesome. Well, Carolyn, this is the part where we like to have fun. And we have a little game that we play with all our guests that come on the show mm -hmm. and it's called 10 K in 10 days. And I'm going to let Queen Kimmy explain the rules to the game. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Okay. So this part is designed to encourage this. So it's like, I'm a boss. So if I had to do something that a boss has to do, this is how I would do it. If I had to make 10K in 10 days and I nobody knew me and I only had $100, a truck, and a cell phone, and the internet. I cannot get a loan. I cannot get a grant. I cannot borrow. I'm a boss. 10K in 10 days is nothing to me. My skills, knowledge, resources, and I'm curious, what would you do? My goodness, this is such a tough question. This is like one of those questions <laughs> they asked at like the big four consulting agencies when you apply. <laughs> wow. Um, Gosh, for me, if I had that, I think that um, I would probably, you know, I think I would build a, you know, honestly, I think I would build like an online course around the information that I've learned from my various guests, as well as the information that I've learned from working in the world of uh, learning and development and leadership and culture change, and just build a, a class that, you know, I, it should be relatively quick for me to learn those online tools. I've uh, used a, enough of them on and off at work. So I could use that, invest that in maybe buying a software license and then uploading a, a course for basically how to tell your own story and say, I know there's a lot of people who are looking to go on podcasts now, especially in our virtual worlds. There's not a lot of uh, in-person speaking going on. So um, there's people who want to learn how to get their messages across on podcasts, on Clubhouse, uh, where we met, um, you know, in a lot of video areas. So I could definitely put a, together a lot of information in a course about how you can, you know, what you should think about when you're putting together your story, how you really connect with people so it's not too salesy, but it's not too dry. You really kind of bring your own personality into sharing that story. And then I would kind of use that to make a, a recurring cash flow based on selling through that. So that's what I would do. Awesome. Awesome. You know, that is a wonderful and fabulous idea. Very similar to what we do in life. Ah. <laughs> very similar <laughs> to what we do in life. Awesome. I love your answer. That was a very detailed and thorough answer. And just so you know, in 10 days, 
that is definitely possible because so many people are looking for that. You can make way more than 10K in 10 days using that model. And that was a jewel. I hope you picked it up because she just dropped a jewel right there. Yeah, pick it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm tell you, and, and one of the things I love about that is, you know, you have to show up and you have to know who you are when you're showing up. So you just owned all of you in that in that answer. You said, I can do this and I can do that. And I'm a learning designer and I have this and I buy the software. I upload it. You literally own the essence of who you are following your own creativity with all your life skills and passions. And I want to say you did that like a boss. Hey, thank you. Happy to be a boss. <laughs> you know? And so on Clubhouse, what type of rooms are you in on Clubhouse? Uh, so I'm still relatively new to Clubhouse. I mainly drop in on some of my friends' rooms, but I've actually, you know, I've listened in on a couple rooms around learning and development and training. Um, I've hosted a couple of rooms with some of my other podcaster friends. They've been sort of like weekly things that we've been doing that have been pretty open forum, we call it, like independent podcaster support. So basically we talk about whatever kind of podcasting topics come on our mind and um, if anybody wants to join in and either has a question or just um, you know wants to listen in and hear what we're what we're chatting about, that's what we've been doing. And I'm actually working with another friend to host some clubhouse um, rooms on on podcasting, kind of how you can help it to use it to help your career. And we're planning one around sort of productivity tips for people with side hustles and hobbies that they're trying to grow. So kind of playing around with Clubhouse. Um, but I found it a great way to meet people and just have conversations and cross paths with people who I just normally never would get to meet. So that's the coolest part for me about it. Ms. Carolyn, what is that profound statement that you want the listener and the world to know you by? I want to be a boss who made an absolute impact and contribution to improving the world around me. And to be perfectly honest, I'm still trying to figure out what that big impact is going to be. But I feel like I can feel it with everything that has been in my experience so far, with my career in learning and development and my desire to teach and help people, with the podcast, with sort of bringing these stories to light, which, you know, a lot of people aren't sharing. And I just love the, the diversity and all the different places that people come from where they're sharing their stories. I think it's really important to help bring those stories to light and just I feel like it really complements the whole the whole of humanity so that we can really see the, the vision of that. And um, one of my big heroes is uh, Brandon Stanton. He runs Humans of New York, which is a very popular like photo blog. And I've been following his journey. And that's like the connection for me. Like that's, I don't say I want to be the next Brandon Stanton, but that's my, that's my view of just these simple acts of reaching out to people. You know, sim it, it looks so simple, but there's a, a lot of work that goes into the background. But just the way that he is able to connect people, to raise funds for people in all different countries for important causes. It's like the one, what are the positive corners of the internet? I'm like, I want to do something like that. I feel like that's where my big impact is going to lie in the next couple of years. And you're already on the road to that. You're already taking the steps to get there. I love that. I love that. Oh my goodness. You know what? We appreciate you stopping by the boss effect. 
I am so glad you stopped by and I want to apologize to you because you know what? When I did the introduction, it was like I wanted to say her whole bio because it was just so full of amazing information. And I know I'm not supposed to read the whole bio, but it's just so full of such amazing information. And I was looking at it and I'm looking at the six seconds and I'm looking at all the zeros at the Fortune 500 company. And I just want to go back and I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be perfectly imperfect and show up in that imperfection and still be loved anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I so appreciate you having me on the show and letting me talk about my podcast. It's absolutely one of my many passions, and I would love people to to listen in. It's uh, everything's at beyondsixseconds.net or even beyondsixseconds.com. They both work. All my episodes are there, and would love people to listen to it. And I thank you so much for uh, giving me the opportunity to share my passion with your listeners. Yeah, Mr. Carolyn. Before we let you go, who is the perfect? podcaster, a guest that you would want us to send your way. If we ever had anybody come by and we like, this would be the perfect place for you to go to. Oh, wow. I mean, for me, it would be, you know, really any, anyone who's had like a, you know, like a wide, tremendous impact on society, like a, sorry, a positive impact on society. Just, um, you know, I get, I get a lot of, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and business people, but even people who are like leading you know, big philanthropic movements or really implementing a lot of social change. And I love those stories of, you know, where it starts with one person, like one person has an idea and they, they start growing it and then they connect with other like-minded people and they really kind of grow a movement and you can kind of see the evolution. So um, I would say anybody like that would be an ideal guest for the show. Will it be when people come over to the Beyond Six Seconds podcast, they'll go over to Beyond Six Seconds .net, will they have to apply? Is there a process? How do you screen your um, applicants? Oh, there will be a, uh, there's a guest form that you can fill out to apply if you'd like. There's a couple of short questions there. And, um, you know, I review them every couple days. Um, you know, sometimes I have a waiting list, so it might be a little time for me to get back to you, but, um, but I, I definitely will. And yeah, please go over to the website. The link should be right on the front. Love to hear from Yay. you. Yes, I'm definitely putting them in the show notes. And I have one last question for you. One last question, because I just have to know. I just have to know. Yeah. It's just, I, it wouldn't be me if I didn't ask this question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for this question? Yeah. When I met you on Clubhouse, you came on, you were talking on Clubhouse, and you were speaking with so much confidence and so much clarity. And I know when you're working for a Fortune 500 company, they're like, always you're mostly surrounded by a lot of masculine energy and as a female energy you know we have to speak up you know a lot and on clubhouse i'm noticing that when we get on stages and we speak up we're having to project our voice we're having to be more playful and it's like we have to get in and make our presence known so when you're on clubhouse and when people are speaking and when you're sharing and when you're talking how do you feel and are you confident when you're in Clubhouse, and what advice would you give to someone who is looking for that confidence as we close out? And when you finish your statement, you can say, and I'm, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> oh, that is such an interesting question because I've actually been thinking about this a lot and, and reading a bit about different communication styles as well. So with Clubhouse, with the audio only, it is very interesting. And I have been noticing some of the things that you're alluding to where there's 
it's, it's different depending if there's speakers, that's fine. Whoever, you know, whatever gender, it doesn't matter in terms of, you know, it's your room and you can talk as much as you want. But when it's sort of open forum and people get brought up, I noticed that, you know, I, I, my, the trend that I've noticed is that tend the men take to get on stage and talk and talk and talk and talk. And I think a lot of the women are kind of waiting for them to stop talking. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned through some communication tactics that there's not necessarily like a wrong way. It's not, they're not necessarily wrong for talking a lot and we're not necessarily wrong for waiting. I read an interesting article the other day about different communication styles that there's actually like people who are raised for whatever reason to, you know, to interrupt because that's what's expected. You know, hop in and like whenever you want, just come in and chime in. And others who are raised to like, it's rude to interrupt. So sit back, wait for the silence in the conversation to go in. Those styles do not mesh well. And it's challenging now in the virtual world because you don't have the visual cues to kind of like look at people like, come on, you know, cut it out. So, um, but that actually in itself is freeing. So for me, I tend to be like someone who doesn't like to interrupt and I don't, I, but I, I do, I feel, I, you know, it's a little awkward sometimes when I feel like I'm cutting somebody off, but uh, but I've tried to become, you know, more comfortable over time to, uh, to say, you know, it's not, you know, it's it's just another communication style and as long as you're not like overbearing and talking over people constantly it's okay to jump in and say like oh you know it's a great point and i want to talk about this or to kind of bring other people into the conversation so um yeah communication styles is something i've uh, been studying a lot about that and uh goes across gender but just goes across the way that you're raised and where you're raised and just different other other traits it's uh, interesting stuff so that's uh that's all i have to say about that <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. I appreciate that. And on that note, you have been listening to Carolyn Keel on The Boss Effect. You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an IE. Thanks for tuning in to The Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and leave what you don't.